It's Tuesday, November 13th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, recently, Dr. Rick was able to sit down with Billy Chandway, and Billy is a resident of South Africa. He is a pastor, but he is also the CEO of Together Africa Without Orphans. And so a movement of trying to see an Africa without orphans and the church equipped to care for orphans. But Billy is also the visionary behind the Orphan Sunday movement. And so hopefully many churches were actually able to uh, see and to preach and to experience Orphan Sunday this past Sunday. Well, many may think that that was an American institution or a Christian Alliance for Orphan-led movement or a Lifeline Children's Services-led movement, but that actually started and came out of South Africa and the leadership of Billy Chanwe. And so we are grateful for you to get to hear this conversation with Dr. Rick and Billy Chanway. This is Rick Morton, and I have the distinct pleasure today to sit down with my friend, Billy Chanway. Uh, Billy is no stranger to those of you who are involved in, uh, in orphan care around the world. Uh, Billy is, of course, the father of Orphan Sunday, uh, which we're going to delve in and talk about that story a little bit more today. But also, currently, Billy serves as the chief executive officer of Together Africa Without Orphans, um, some exciting work that the Lord's doing uh, on the continent of Africa from within the continent of Africa, and I uh, look forward to today uh, us being able to talk about that as well. So, Billy, welcome to the podcast. We're glad to have you. How are you, my brother? I'm okay. Uh, good morning to all listeners. Um, I'm so excited that uh, uh, we have this opportunity to reach out to you and talk about what the Lord is doing in Africa through Orphan Sunday and also through Together Africa Without Orphan. Thank you so much, Rick Morton, for having us. Well, you're welcome. It's, a, it's an exciting opportunity to be able to talk to you. So Billy and his family currently live in South Africa, uh, but the story of Orphan Sunday really really begins in Zambia. Uh, Billy, if you don't mind, would you, would you just kind of walk folks through the, the beginning of Orphan Sunday in your church in Zambia, and 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 really what the Lord did in order to 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 bring that about. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, this takes us back in uh, in the year two thousand, uh, although it started somewhere in uh, nineteen ninety nine uh, in a place uh, called Kalingalinga in in Lusaka, Zambia. I was privileged to be a pastor of a church. And uh, in this church, in the 1980s, these were just coming uh, to the attention of the government and uh, probably uh, the town or the township where I was, was the one that was uh, affected mostly. And uh, during that time, during that time, that's when uh, the Lord laid upon our hearts together with uh, the church uh, leadership to reach out uh, to the people. So it takes us back in uh, somewhere 2000. And um, it was a big challenge because this is a church of about 70 people. 
And through interaction as a pastor, we discovered that uh, uh, over 40 of these people, these are couples, were HIV positive. And uh, to cut the long story short, uh, most of these died. And when they died, they left the children. And these are orphans. And it's from there, uh, I challenged the church. Uh, primarily, we looked at the orphans within the church. And we challenged the church, what do we do with these orphans? And we started uh, with uh, the little that we had. We could give them once in a while. And then we felt, uh, let's have a program. And uh, through prayer, through meditation, we decided to name uh, a service orphan Sunday. This is a this is a Sunday where we challenge believers to respond to the scripture. Uh, and then secondly, we also challenge uh, the widows uh, to take their role uh, in bringing up their children. Uh, and it's from there the Lord helped us and it grew to where it is now. So basically, that's uh, in the nutshell. That's, uh, uh, it takes us back somewhere in two, 2000. So, so 18 years ago, um, as a pastor, you saw the orphan crisis in your own community, just kind of, kind of reiterating, and, and ultimately called your church out to, to begin to, to do something to respond um, and this is a church that's been deeply affected, a church that was full of, full of widows and full of, full of people who, who were hurting and had needs themselves. Um, could, you, could you tell us a little bit, like, how did the church respond? What was the, what, what was the result of um, dedicating this worship service and calling the church out to, to respond? Thank you so much. The response was very uh, encouraging. We have orphans who don't have uh, shelter and people responded in the way of giving uh, to them and uh, others they could respond of committing their lives uh, 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 to make sure that these orphans are protected. To give you a background to that, that was a time in Zambia, property grabbing was a big issue. When a parent died, the relatives, the uncles and others could come uh, primarily after the funeral, take away, take uh, the furniture, the things, even the houses. And uh, there was no much law that could restrict and uh, bring such people to book in terms of the law of the country. And it is, was in that context that uh, the members responded, responded in a, in, a, in a very overwhelming. But the foundation to that was that you could see the heart which are willing to respond to the gospel, uh, obeying God, and do whatever it will take to protect and, uh, and help uh, restore hope in the lives of uh, these children at that particular time who were hopeless. Yeah, I think, and I think that's one of the, one of the more interesting wrinkles of the story, Billy, that, that in, in a time when um, many people, and I think our, you know, sometimes here in America, we, we certainly have this, uh, this condition that we, we expect that the government is going to be part of the equation to protect orphans. And, and that part of what motivated you and part of what motivated your congregation was the fact that, that the government wasn't going to protect, that, that law didn't protect. And so it was, it was the church's role to step in 
to care for these families in the midst of them them having their their property taken and in the midst of being rendered more destitute and so um you know directly the kind of things that god speaks to um in the old testament about protecting you know protecting orphans and widows what 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 was the 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 result of um of what you saw the lord do in the church what what happened um as a result of the church dedicating itself to care for orphans the result uh, thank you so much the result was very overwhelming and encouraging and i could just uh, categorize them as follows one uh, as i said in the beginning uh, when we started Open Sunday, primarily it was within the, the orphans in the community, in the church. And then by doing this and people responding, it ended up reaching out to the community. Uh, we just no longer focus on our church, but or within the church that I was pastoring by that time. But what we saw was that now the members who were responding and the church we saw two ways. The leadership caught the vision, and the followership, the members themselves, and the members just far away. We could see the leaders, the members from all departments, they came on board. So we could see the response, the unity of believers coming together to respond. As a result of that, the community, first of all, were attracted to see what we are doing for these orphans. We saw the businessmen in the community. During the Orphan Sunday, they could bring things. They could bring money. They could bring a lot of things just to contribute towards that. We attracted uh, the members in the community by that time, those who had to come and respond. I think for me, we gave them uh, a channel that they could donate to. Rather than that's the church saying, oh, we, we have the poor, but I think the Open Sunday program gave them a, a, a structure somewhere where they can come and be part. And these are businessmen. We could see community members who were uh, also responding that day. They don't come to our church, but when it's Open Sunday, we could see them cooking, uh, bringing cooked food, bringing, uh, they would buy things and just donate. So we saw, apart from our church, we saw people in the community that were responding to come and partner with us. And uh, secondly, the church by that time, we were only uh, 70, between 70 to 80 members. In the very short time, we had no place where people could sit. On the Sundays, people could do, hear me preaching from their windows. Uh, they would be peeping through small. They, when I say windows, these are not like windows that we have in America. Or, and people would be clouded at the door in the, to just hear touching and changing lives because of responding by being practical in demonstrating the heart of God. So what I'm trying to say is the unity in the church around this issue of orphans, the unity that people saw, it attracted the community to respond. But the response was not just in giving. We also saw people, God changing lives, God transforming lives, families, uh, a church which had maybe few families, uh, we to over 300. 
Yeah, and I, I think that's, you know, that's an important point and, and a part of the story that I love that that when the church began to to step out and to care for orphans and and follow God's biblical mandate, that revival happened. Um, that people within the church were affected, but then but then also that the spirit of God moved in the community and the Lord added to his church and the church grew as a result of, um, not as a result of a program um, for evangelism or a program to, to get the church, you know, more engaged in the community in discipleship, but it grew because, because the church began to care for the least of these and do it in Jesus name. And people found that attractive and they found their way to the church. I think that's a that's an awesome part of part of the story. Hey, Billy, I'd like to turn the conversation a little bit just to say that that in the last 18 years, in addition to the beginning of Orphan Sunday in Zambia, um, the Lord has really used you to to begin a movement among churches and among believers uh, all over Africa. And uh, and so, could you tell us a little bit about Together Africa Without Orphans? Thank you so much. Uh, one thing I just wanted to add on the Open Sunday, which you alluded to earlier on, is that um, uh, mostly in the past, it was the government who could, uh, uh, there was a notion from believers and the church, particularly in Zambia, because that's where I was, not very sure uh, outside Zambia, but in Zambia at that particular time, it was like the agenda to do any kind of Often care, uh, the programs were more, even the change was like looking to, to the government. And, and, and then when we started Open Sunday, it, re, it brought uh, a change in me and in most pastors within the, the, the community. Today, if you go to Kalingalinga, I see a lot of pastors who learned from that and they took the initiative not leaving it with the government or any other department, but they, they took it as a mandate from God. They took it not just as an act of social responsibility, but as something that uh, the scripture uh, uh, encourages, admonishes us as believers to take role in demonstrating God's heart. So it just brought a lot of joy that for the first time in my time as I was pastoring the church, the church and the believers realize that it is our mandate to care for orphans. We thank God for the government, we thank God for what they can do, but we can't leave or wait for them. But we need to take a lead. And I saw that and I have seen it growing and the change is making impact in Zambia. Uh, I, I just wanted to, to touch on, on that part, even as no. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that's a, that's a great word for us, and I, and I hope our listeners um, are paying close attention to, to what you just said prophetically, because this is really a great example of the church being able to, um, to step in in a place where sometimes we don't feel like we have enough. We don't feel like we have enough influence, enough people, enough money, enough of anything in order to, to really be able to do this work, but, but you, you have a story that's living proof that, that the church can do 
um, abundantly more than we, you know, than we ever believed possible when, because, because this is work that the Lord has called us to, um, and he will give us what we need for the work. And so I, that's a, that's a beautiful part of the story. So just continue and talk a little bit about how the, how this has extended now to, um, really to a ministry that is, that is affecting all of Africa. Thank you so much. Um, Together Africa without uh, orphans uh, takes us way back. And I want to take this opportunity to thank you personally, uh, Rick uh, Morton and Lifeline, uh, for being part of, uh, uh, you, may, you may remember, you may not, but uh, the beginning of uh, Together Africa without orphans, you remember in 2014 when we yes. had uh, Southern <laughs> Africa uh, without yes. uh, yeah, Southern, Southern Africa Open Summit. And uh, uh, most of uh, what you shared and other speakers at that time made us realize, uh, 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 and you have already said it, uh, there is not only uh, the church, but I want to be straight. Uh, most Africans, they are part of the orphan care. There are certain things that we needed to and then uh, 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 we thank God for people from outside. We thank God for, for missionaries. We thank God for different ministries outside Africa. But we felt the seed that was planted in that uh, meeting was Africa arise. Uh, arise from what and to what? Uh, uh, those were the questions that after the summit, we begin to ask ourselves. Among a few leaders, Daniel Kagwa, in Uganda and many other leaders, uh, uh, David Tijani, and we just begin to, to go through and begin to brainstorm. And then out, uh, in the end, we felt, uh, what if uh, we begin to envision a Africa where leaders understand that uh, often care on often programs is not just uh, uh, a ministry in the sense of uh, just from the social aspect, but uh, what is our entry point? Uh, and by saying that, there are a lot of influences, methodologies. There is a lot of uh, uh, platforms. And but we wanted to say this for us: the entry point is the church. The church must lead. Uh, not that there are no other people that are doing that, but we felt. We do it on a continental level. We do it together. We do it with an understanding that, uh, that uh, 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 ultimately uh, we allow God to work uh, through and in us. The bottom line with that was that um, what, what is the goal of what we are doing? So the whole essence about Together Africa Without Open was leading us leaning too much in educating, in training, in capacity building, to build on what we started through the together, I mean, Southern Africa Open Summit. But the bottom line with that was to center around discipleship. That even if we are helping an orphan, even if we are as leaders leading national movement, the ultimate goal into this is not just uh, feeding or helping them, but as a church, our foundation, the core uh, that God has given us is to reach out, but reaching out is to build 
whether it be orphans or non-orphans or whoever, but in the context of orphans, how do we help them? How do we disciple them? By equipping the leaders who are involved so that they understand that the ultimate discipleship in this is not just a goal. It's, it's not just the, 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 the meme that we use to know this is a goal. We want to see the workers and the orphans that ultimately are discipled to be the followers of Jesus Christ and they fall on to know him and they continue to serve him regardless of their status. And we know, we know in what we are doing and in what we are promoting is that God changes them from being orphans to being sons and, do and daughters. But ultimately, we want to see them committed their lives to follow God, to serve God, and to let God use them, even regardless of their past. So in the nutshell, that is what we have been trying to talk and to build around that. Secondly, we also discovered that it is a disease, especially in Africa. We learn from Open Sunday from what you said, where we feel, always we feel we don't have. Always we feel unless somebody from somewhere comes and then we can do something. Partnership is biblical. But it's, it's a challenge which we have put across a lot of African leaders that we can do it. Mostly there is this inferiority complex. And through the collaboration, leadership training, we challenge that uh, as much as money is important, as much as uh, partnership is important, but what is key, it is we, the Africans ourselves, to arise and realize within ourselves that we can do it. We can do it regardless of the situation, that we don't find a reason to say because of this and because of that. I want to take into account partnership is key, but I think the bottom line is we have seen African leaders who were at the back front, at the back row, because of collaborating and sharing stories around Africa, where people with nothing, they are doing something, where people who could know, who were full of fear, but by encountering the truth, changing the communities, that they will respond to take care of the orphans. So together, Africa without orphans have been trying to do those two things. There are many others, but I think of late, we have centered on very much, uh, as you may be aware, that um, we can't just be casting vision who is an orphan, but we have moved on. What is next with all these statistics? So we are putting tools and models, and we thank God once again for Lifeline, uh, Lifeline and many other ministries for the material, for the, uh, some of the things we find at your, uh, your websites and uh, we take those things, contextualize them in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the African context and begin to help people to see how we can, we can, we can help. And then we also have a specific program to challenge the African leaders, to challenge the African church that uh, uh, we can do it. Not that we are promoting uh, independent spirit, no. But what we are saying is, uh, for sustainability, for us to see that this work continue, there should be a sense of ownership. There should be a sense of unity from the African leaders themselves, we ourselves, and 
take uh, the lead and do it. Wallace we partner, but we know that no one will partner or sponsor you for life. They come and depending on the program and they go, and if they leave, what do you do? So there's been collaboration and uh, discussions around that. Of course, building them on biblical uh, 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 principles that uh, God uh, will bless us when we obey his word, regardless of where we are, and much more learning from the spirit and the heart of Orphan Sunday. And basically, that's what uh, Together Africa Without Orphan. I just wanted to be more practical to you than to get into theoretical, just uh -huh. defining the vision, but uh, to, to speak to what exactly uh, 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 we have been we have been doing. Of course, Orphan Sunday is is one of the entry uh, points in these African countries, and then uh, uh, we have uh, different other programs. Recently, we added uh, 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 a segment uh, also recognizing the preservation of families. How do we help? Uh, with the issues of HIV, with the issues of child protection, how do we help that uh, families are preserved? What is it that we need? And once again, I want to thank uh, 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 the American Church and uh, uh, most of the programs on the parent, uh, parenthood. Uh, it has been a big gap in Africa uh, for many for other reasons, but uh, we have learned a lot, and uh, materials are coming from 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 America. Again, we we don't just take uh, uh, all, but uh, we try with God's help and uh, contextualize that and bring it in our context and in different culture that it has helped. So Africa without orphans has taken up that challenge, uh, which is a challenge of uh, uh, helping. Uh, the church to take this lead and make discipleship, which is reflected in different aspects, uh, uh, not just as a mean, but as a goal. This is the heart, to disciple and help them uh, ultimately look to God. Let me mention here uh, uh, that um, it has been very, very, very helpful. And uh, we are we are at a place where the way when we started and where it is, we are seeing a big, big, big difference. And uh, thank God uh, 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 for you, uh, specifically, we have talked about uh, uh, African arising, African taking the lead. I want just to let you know that uh, this, is, this is one of the joy, uh, one of the things that makes my heart to rejoice because we are seeing African African leaders. I, I, I didn't get permission. I didn't get permission, but uh, I'll mention his name and I'll let him know. Pastor Ray in Zimbabwe. Today, if, 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 if you see him, uh, 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 the way he's doing and the way it was four years ago, you could see that there is hope that in Africa, Africans are taking the lead. Africans are rising and they want to to, 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 to demonstrate that uh, we can, and for sure, with God's help, uh, we'll see greater impact. Billy, that's incredible. I, I'm, so, I'm so thankful for you. Um, so thankful for the, the way that the Lord has, has, has brought you out to lead. Um, 
And I, I think, you know, the, the, this really aligns with the, the heart of Lifeline. And I think the folks that are listening to our podcast will, will really resonate with what you said that, that about this being a, ultimately a disciple making movement. This is about, this is about us, um, not just rescuing children from poverty or from, you know, from poor situations, but it's ultimately, um, that we're sharing the gospel and we're, and we're leading, um, we're, we're leading a movement to see, um, boys and girls and men and women, uh, follow Jesus and come into the family of God and, and, and be then trained up and released on mission for the Lord. And, and that, and the idea that the church within Africa and, and I want to, I, I want our, our listeners to, to make sure and understand, because I know your heart, that, that this is not about an empowerment movement. This is about realizing that God has placed vision and that God has, God has given um, all that, that's needed for this movement within the church in Africa. Um, and so to see African leaders um, walking out the vision that God has given them and, and for us to be able to come alongside and help and to provide some resources or, or whatever it is that we have, um, we, we're, we get to play a very small part in a, in a very, in a very big thing. Um, as, as God begins, as God does his work in, in the church and through the church there, um, you know, throughout, uh, you know, throughout the continent of Africa. And so I'm just, I'm incredibly thankful for you, my brother. And I, I want to say that publicly for, um, the way that you continue to sacrifice the way that I know you, you travel, um, more than anybody I know, um, you're, you're out and you're in the churches and encouraging pastors and, and literally all, you know, all manner of ways. And, and I just want to say thank you because I know that that, that means sacrifice for you and sacrifice for your family. Um, but, but God has given you a, a, a really unique ministry there. Um, so Billy, as, as we close, could just give us a sense of what, how can our listeners be praying for you? Um, what are ways that we can, can be involved and participate? Um, and without, without doing harm, like how can we come alongside to, to help you in the work that the Lord has given you with Together Africa Without Orphans? No, thank you so much. I'm, 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 I'm deeply, I'm, if uh, our listeners and uh, those who have just joined us, uh, could be of how can they be of help? How can they be part of uh, what uh, God is doing in Africa? Number one is to join us in prayers, uh, uh, to pray that uh, with an understanding that um, ultimately it is God who changes their heart, uh, uh, and we we, we 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 call for prayers, and uh, the heart that God is changing is the heart of orphans that are filled with hope the heart of those who are leading, that they will lead uh, with the love and the touch of God upon their lives from humility and believing also that uh, the eyes to realize that uh, there's so much that God has deposited and how can we uh, 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 bring that out and begin to use it uh, for, for reaching out uh, to, 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 to the orphans and uh, let the community be transformed by responding. Like we started in the, in the, in the, 
in our open remarks through Orphan Sunday, you know, we continue to see touching lives in that way. Secondly, we also want our partners and those that are listening uh, through Lifeliner and uh, especially Rick Monton yourself and others to realize that as we have been doing this work, I think we are at a place where we need, besides investing in um, uh, individual lives of these children and uh, helping uh, from different angles, food, one of the areas that we need is also to invest in the training. And we thank God that we have people like you that have helped themselves and they can help to come alongside. But we need people that could partner to look at what, especially that which draw most of the principles from the word of God. Because we know that uh, it is that type of principle that will change the lives of people who are saving orphans and the orphans that they are saving. And uh, we call for people that can partner, as we partner with you through you and the lifeline and stand to invest uh, in the training, in the equipping of the workers. And so that we give tools and models that will reflect God's heart that will build the biblical principles in the life of a child, in the life of a family, and in the life of a community. For me, as I share how we can partner, those are very cardinal. For my family, we pray, we ask for more prayers. Sometimes I'm only home a week, I'm out for two months, and it takes away. But we always uh, try to believe God that uh, the testimony we are building within the communities of families together. God may protect my family that they may not remain and feel homeless or, or fatherless because the father is always absent. So I would ask that uh, in those three areas, uh, our partners, our listeners could, be, could, could, do, could find a pleasure to join and be part of this. Well, my brother, I, um, I can tell you personally, that uh, that I pray for you often. I know many and uh, many of the folks that are listening do, uh, the folks that know you. And I pray that this podcast will be a catalyst to people praying for you, for your family, um, as you continue this important work. Billy, thank you. Thank you for, for taking the time to sit down with us. Thank you for uh, your friendship and your partnership. And, and we just pray that the Lord will continue to um, to magnify himself through, through the work that you're doing in Africa. So thank you very much for taking the time and, uh, and God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you, Rick. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.